0: grace, mercy, and peace from our Creator and our Lord Jesus Christ to you and always. Amen. So I have three siblings, and growing up with them was fun and exciting and sometimes frustrating and exhausting. I remember long car trips. Well, they weren't that long unless you were under the age of 10. To our father's Parents' house or paternal grandparents, who lived just south of Fort Wayne, Indiana, in the small town of Decatur, Indiana, and all then often on these car rides, my siblings and I would become bored and begin to pick at or on one another, and eventually, if we kept it up long enough, or depending how long, how much complaining I did as the youngest, um, my father would eventually turn his head and direct his loving voice over the front seat and say, stop it. Don't make me pull this car over. And we didn't want dad to pull the car over. It's the same warning we would receive when we refused to go to sleep. And upstairs, my brother and I shared a room. My sisters shared a room. And when we didn't go to sleep as we should or when one of us was keeping the others up, we would hear Dad's loving voice saying, stop it, go to sleep, don't make me come up there. And we didn't want him to come up there. But it wasn't until I had children of my own and I found myself saying the same things to my own children that I realized that there's more to what dad was saying than when I realized when I was a kid. I received a new perspective when I became a father to my own children. I I think as parents, we both wanted peace and quiet, and we wanted our children to go to sleep to get their rest. But when it came to hearing my own children bicker or fight or pick on one another, More than anything, I wanted them to love one another. I wanted them to respect each other. I wanted them to be kind and forgiving. I wanted them to get along. Today's reading from Micah makes me think about what God wants for God's children. Let me first say, what God wants is not about works righteousness. Righteousness. God is always the one who acts first. It's exactly what Micah is telling us. God is telling us through Micah. So when I think about what God wants, it's not that we must win God's grace or forgiveness. We cannot earn salvation. We cannot give ourselves eternity with God, our salvation, by what we do. God's grace, mercy, and forgiveness is the only way we know salvation. What God wants us to do is always in response to what God has already done for us through God's grace and mercy. So in Micah, verse 8, it's such a familiar verse, especially the part, do justice to love kindness or mercy and walk humbly with God. As the Reverend Dr. Corey Driver puts it, this verse is everywhere, from plaques on our wall to our coffee mugs to reminders on a refrigerator, even on tattoos on our persons. But what is the context of these words that we hear that are so familiar? Some of the following comes from Dr. Corey Driver's lectionary reflection as we heard in verses 1 through 7, God is having a one-sided conversation with the people of Israel. It's a trial where God is pleading his case of what the Israelites are doing and what God wants them to do. The people of Israel are tired of elaborate or expensive worship, or, or maybe they're just tired of what the priests and others have turned worship into. But first, God opens this controversy and asks the hills and the mountains to a a, a recall to the history of those who walked since creation, since the beginning, to be witnesses of this case. He reminds the people of what God has done for them. In verse 4, we hear, "'For I brought you up from the land of Egypt.'" and redeemed you from the house of slavery. I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. God set God's people free from slavery and then sent them priests and prophets to help and guide them. In verse five, God protected God's people from the schemes of kings Balak and Balaam as they worked together to curse God's people and turn God and the Israelites against each other. If you want more information on that, check out the book of Numbers chapter 22 and 24. It's there. And in the reference to Shittim and Gilgal, Micah is reminding them of the disaster that happens when the Israelites turned from worshiping God in the way God desires to focus on what they wanted to do in worship. Micah is speaking for God and reminding the folks that God is always the one acting first. God has always been with God's people, caring for them, walking with them, even when they get things wrong and turned around. In verses six and seven, God argues the way the Israelites think God wants to be thanked, but they're not the ways God wants to be thanked. God does not want burnt offerings or sacrifices, not one, not a thousand. God doesn't desire our firstborn or any other martyrs. So what does God want? What does God want as a witness so that we know we are bathed in the grace and partnership of the holy? to do justice, to love kindness and mercy, and to walk alongside God in humbleness. I have to say that walking humbly with God does not sit well when we try to do justice for the world. How do we humbly demand that all people, no matter their race, creed, nationality, gender, sexuality, age, color, are given the same rights and freedoms? especially in the light of Tyree Nichols' murder, especially when we keep hearing about all the mass shootings, 44 in the last 29 days, if anybody's counting. It's hard to think about being humble in those times. But humbly does not mean quietly or modestly. And here I think it takes on a whole new understanding I believe humbly means here that we understand we're not the ones who judge, who, re- who is to receive these rights and freedoms, but God judges. God decides. We don't decide, the governments don't decide, and dictators definitely don't decide. Rather, because we are all children of God, God decides and everyone deserves the same rights, freedoms, and privileges. God came down to be with us in Jesus Christ and give God's Son for once for all. God chose all God's children to be seen for who they are in the light of grace and truth. We are to walk humbly with God showing justice to all God's children, and to love God's kindness and mercy, to forgive ourselves and to pardon others. Instead of fighting among ourselves, we are to show compassion and forgiveness to all. So if we look at Matthew's Gospel today through the lens of Micah, we notice that Jesus, we notice what Jesus is doing as one of the first actions in his public ministry. All, all the Gospels are a little bit different. I mean, John started out with a, a sign, turning water into wine as Jesus is introduced into ministry. For Mark, his, Jesus' first action into ministry was performing an exorcism. And Matthew, as we heard last week, is proclaiming the good news. The kingdom of God has come near. Then throughout Galilee, he begins healing every disease and every sickness of the people. And then immediately after that, as words spoken about what Jesus is doing, Jesus begins to teach. As the crowds come to see this new rabbi in his ministry, he gathers his disciples. They come to him, and he begins to speak, and that he teaches them what it means to be Blessed. He says, let's get this straight. To find favor with God, to be blessed, it's not your status, it's not your power, it's not your wealth, it's not even lavish offerings, which at the time was how people judged who were in God's favor or not. Jesus teaches the disciples that blessed are the poor in spirit, for God will welcome you into the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for God will comfort them. Blessed are the meek, because God will entitle them with land. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for God will fill them. Blessed are the merciful, those who forgive, for God will give them mercy and forgiveness. Blessed are the pure in heart, for God will show, God, show God's self to them. Blessed are the peacemakers, for God will adopt them. Those who are persecuted will join all those prophets before them, and again, God will give them the kingdom of heaven all over again. What God wants from us as children of God is to love one another. To show justice to one another, especially to the least of these. To show mercy to one another as God's mercy is poured on us all. And to walk alongside of God, knowing that God acts first, providing our salvation. Again, Dr. Corey Driver puts it this way. What God wants, what God treasures is humble, peaceful, merciful followers who might even be persecuted for their allegiance to Jesus instead of power or comfort. When we gather for worship and sing our praises, as we confess our sins and receive forgiveness, as we give our time, talents, and treasures, as we receive the Lord's Supper, the waters of baptism, it's a reminder of It's a reminder to us that we are already loved, valued, and of worth because of the love of God. And as God acts first and has already rescued all of us, the Holy Spirit has changed us to be these children of God so that we respond to this good news and become followers of Christ. That God... What God really wants, if I can be so bold, is for us to do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with our God. Even when we don't feel blessed, God will still give us the kingdom of heaven. There's so much wisdom in our church history I want to end from, with a piece of wisdom from the mystic Hildegard of Bingen. Just as a circle embraces all that is within it, so does the Godhead embrace all. No one has the power to divide this circle, to surpass it, or to limit it. What God wants is for us to love even when we don't feel blessed, but to love our neighbors, amen.